Ah, darn it. I got peanut butter on my penis. And welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Without Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. You're so brilliant, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who slipped one single time. It's Mark. Hello. For mm. those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack yeah. operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week... We watched 2000's <laughs> What Lies Beneath, Don't which was exasperated yet. I assume you sound uh, <laughs> exasperated because you liked it so much. Is that correct? Yes, I loved it so much, okay. and I was dying to see it again. And uh, Mark picked that, and we'll dive all the way into it real soon. And when we do, we're going to spoil the nonsense out of it. So fair warning on that. Now, for those of you that are familiar with our Cracker Jack operation, we ask that you take a minute to head on down to whatever podcasting app you're using to listen to this on and give us a rating or a review. Really, really does help. But now, we better do the game drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Jake. Hi, Jack. Did you actually bring beers this time? I brought a beer. Two weeks in a row, a single beer. Yeah. Well, it's a bomber of 10.5% beer. Okay. I had a bit of a... I had a bit of a time getting a beer this week. You um, referred to it as a foobar yeah. in the group chat, and I don't think you know what that means. You like that movie? It's fun. That movie's good. But that doesn't Maybe. mean you know what a foobar could, is. Could go for a fuck. Also, I don't know why you keep referring to it as now. a now. Oh, my God. <laughs> that movie? Jesus, what is your beer? That, what is your because beer? Because it's a movie. It's a noun. What's your beer? title of a movie? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this is a beer by Revision. It's called Separation Stout. Uh, you could say that uh, the couple in this movie, they, they separate. And their separation is of the very stout, irreversible kind. Um, <laughs> Which so I couple found this are you beer. talking about specifically? There yes. There are three. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so here's the deal. I saw this beer, and it was basically the only one that was even remotely singing to me. And I saw the price tag. It's a revision beer. They make pretty good IPAs. I haven't had any of their stouts. Uh, saw the price tag. I was like, okay, sweet. This is a bobber. It's like 7 bucks. Cool. I don't even think about things when I'm at the register. I'm just trying to get out of there, right? That's how it, it always goes. Yeah. Um, I get home, and I look at the receipt, which <laughs> I typically don't even get. This is like a $17 bomber. Holy shit. So I was distraught. And really? Those are praying. fun to have every once in a while. Uh, every once in a while, but a Thursday for this movie, I don't know. It's an Imperial Milk Stout in any case. Um, it's really good. So that's pulling me out of this tailspin a little bit. You are in a tailspin. I've been in a tailspin for some time, Jack. <laughs> well, not bad. You know, I'll give it to you. If nothing else, then to not break your fucking stride because we'd never get it back. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I went a similar route, not in terms of the $17 bomber, but in <laughs> okay. terms of uh, I'm on the, the heavier end of the beer spectrum, too. Mm -hmm. I am drinking Syntax, uh, the Imperial Peanut Butter Stout yep. by Mother Earth Brewing here in Idaho. Uh, because this is a movie about a man who gets taxed for his many, many sins. So not syntax like the structure of a sentence, but syntax like what you pay for alcohol and cigarettes? Uh, yes. Mark, you live in Mormon country. We don't call it that elsewhere. No, Mark. It's a real foobar. <laughs> it, it is a really foobar. <laughs> in any case, I think it fits perfectly, and it's uh, stouter than I remember, even though it's not a stout. So that's something. 
Yay. I'm just going to go now. Cool. Jesus. Hey, Mark, what are you drinking? Thanks, guys. I'm it. drinking. take it. We are Heart. firing on all cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking Heart and Science IPA by Nkasi. Uh, I is, almost got that beer. <laughs> this is a movie like, about hearts, and Harrison Ford is a, a scientist. scientist. Back was, off, man. He's a scientist. Yeah. I was so close to buying that beer. That beer, which is that a bomber, Mark? No, it's a regular sized. Okay. They had that in a bomber too, and it said it was three seventy five, which probably means it was eighteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> They're just always eighteen dollars, no matter that what the sticker says. That beer's old. That was for Valentine's Day. I have two more actually, because this is definitely going to come up. Um, I'm drinking two separate sixty minute IPAs. Because <laughs> this, uh, movie this movie's long. is long as fuck. Because I don't know if you monster. guys noticed that or not during your viewing, but it drags a little bit. So you better you better have gotten a six pack of those and keep three of them for the next time we review one of your. Movies. I'm gonna drink two 90 minute IPAs next time. The Imperial oh, okay, that's one. fair. Yeah. That's fair. Woof, Jesus Christ. <sighs> I like it though. You did a good job. Yeah, yeah, I nailed it. Yeah. Definitely won this week. Actually, I think Jake wins. Just we can give it to him because he bought he it. Needs he bought it. the award. He really needs this yeah. right now. Separation Stout's a decent name too. Like it worked. Yeah, buddy. Absolutely. Thanks, yeah, guys. it worked so well that you won. You did it organically. Congratulations. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. But drinking beer isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We might Hell have no. also experienced some shit in the horror world, except for me, because drinking beer was all I did over the course of the last week. I have literally nothing else rocking my horror world. Wah, wah. So we're just going to breeze past that and go right to Mark. So okay. Rarity uh, that you just I only have totally two this week. Fucking mail it in. Yeah, mailed it all the way in. So first off, uh, off your guys' recommendation last week, I, I did catch up on the Twilight Zone, the comedian episode that's on YouTube. Oh. Everyone yeah. out there should go watch it. It's the first episode of the new CBS. What what's it called? CBS Access. All Access. That Ugh. one. It's only available on there, but you can see it on YouTube. I assume for a limited time. Um. Uh, which one of you liked it, Jack? You liked it. I liked it. Okay. Okay. I agreed with Jack. I I actually thought it was pretty good. It's, I, yeah. It's a okay. tough construct. It's hard to. It's kind of hard to watch because so much of it is based off of like stand-up comedy which is a, it requires a certain amount of being organic and this is obviously like he's a funny guy Kamal Johnny, but like if you're reading a script it's it, i don't know it doesn't lend itself to stand-up comedy but then <laughs> the narrative requires that it's hilarious so seeing the people go from zero to 60 is like i think it's supposed to be jarring but it's also very jarring yes i'll agree with that um, I, I will too. That's kind of what I was saying. I I will. I'm 100 percent in on this series, and I need to figure out exactly how I can get CBS access without actually getting CBS access. Because fuck that shit. Yeah, I'm gonna end up buying this season on Amazon. That fuck seems like that a good shit plan, indeed. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. my favorite part of the whole episode is the introduction by Jordan Peele, and notably his like his almost imperceptible eyebrow raise when he says, "Welcome to the Twilight Zone." With a little bit of like an almost smirk. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and you, can, it, you can't like it's it's almost like a subliminal message. It's almost not even there. Yeah, it's very good. I I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. So the other one I watched is relatively bigger. I watched Halloween, the new one from 2018. Oh yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Uh, yes, she is. Uh, this, this is was... like actually a sequel, right? Not a reboot. Yeah, this is a full-on sequel to, I guess, the f- at least the first two movies. I don't really know where they technically split the narrative off because it gets crazy. But um, yeah, this is this is in a world where Laurie Strode is Laurie Strode, as played by Jamie Lee Curtis, and all this other shit happens. This is I don't know. It's set in modern times, so it's I guess it would be like forty years after the original incident. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why they did that. 
Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Uh, no way to spin it. This is Halloween H twenty eighteen. Good two o one eight convention. Good yeah. work. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep this going. Um, this is I. I I'll, I'll start by saying this. This was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. I would recommend that fans of the kind of popcorn slasher watch it. It's fun. Okay. That being said, also one of the main characters has a line early on. This is the father of the family. He's talking to his wife and his high school age daughter, and his line is, "Ah, darn it! I got peanut butter on my penis." <laughs> um. So that's the level of writing. Right. <laughs> uh, it's a little inane. It's a little goofy. But that's kind of what you were a, probably expecting. Throw a little reminder here to myself when I'm editing this to isolate you saying that particular <laughs> item. Just store that away in a folder for something in the future. Yeah, Not yeah, sure okay. what yet. There you go. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome sure for that. That's going to be our news. new intro stinger every single week. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I got. That was a DVD in the mail type of situation. You've been able to rent it forever, but I've been waiting for the price to go down, and for some reason it hasn't. So you can pay six bucks to rent it if you want. Or you Yikes. can get it in the mail, like I did. Wow. All right. Not Jesus bad. Yeah. Christ. Jake, what you got? <clears throat> uh, one and a half things, I guess. Uh, the ha- I'll start with the half thing. I watched The Shape of Water. Oh, oh yeah. And it's, okay. like, really not even a half thing. It's just Guillermo del Toro, and there's obvious connections to the creature from the Black Lagoon here. Yeah, but um, this is allusions to horror only. Yeah. Only. There were so a few like, pretty intense scenes with Michael Shannon that I kind of liked, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. It, it was a good movie that was not really horror, but I think that it's interesting what he did and the allusions, Jack, to the genre. They're cool. I mean, I kind of like these cool. sort of spinoffs when they produce a good film, which this was. Yeah. Uh, and I hadn't seen anything quite like it. It was very weird, but cool. <laughs> it is a bizarre little thing. I was okay with it. It was one that Katie wanted to watch, and I was like, you know what? Fine. Let's do it. Michael yeah. Shannon has a line in there that I think about on a daily basis regarding how... Men can either wash their hands before they go to the bathroom or after yeah. they go to the bathroom, but never both. Because, uh, what did he say? It's, <laughs> it has something to do, it, it, it's something about your character. It shows your character. Yeah. It shows a weakness of character to do both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I said. really like that. I don't know it why. It was a good line. He had a me. lot of good lines in that movie, actually. He was great. Dude, Michael Shannon's a boss. I like that guy. He's having yeah. a resurgence. Yeah, and because that wasn't horror, uh, this is tied into to what I did last time, but I watched another movie that I really liked that was in my awards from past years just because I'm feeling in that sort of mood right yeah. now. I went back and watched The Invitation just because. Uh, I still really like that movie. It's good. It's really good. It's also on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Go watch it. Yeah, it's it is good. Really you good. guys both liked it a lot more than me, but I thought it, it was, was my movie, movie of the year. I Listener, think it was, yeah. go it was. watch it and then go download our podcast. But I, I got to tell you, I do not recommend you actually listen to that podcast. <laughs> that was one a, of the early That was an ones. early one. It <laughs> was yeah. like episode four or five. Yeah. Uh, charged that, by the pantsless chick, right? Yep. Oh, that's, yep. Uh, wow. I think I was still recording on my gaming headset. So oh, God, you could hear all of your Substantial amount of breathing happening. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to now, we sound pristine. We sound pretty. I mean, the, the it's certainly improved. Like, how far we've actually come to end up here is pretty shocking. Wow. <laughs> Jack, if you're case, feeling it, can you, can you like, edit in one of those, like, like, the time shifty sounds that they use? And then just, like, bring in, like, a, a small clip from that episode? They have to cancel the apocalypse because we're, like, belligerently drunk. Yeah, that'll probably definitely not happen. Okay. Um, great. Yeah. 
Good talk. I'm glad we had it. <laughs> Top notch. So, Jake, watching it, whatever, two, three years after we originally watched it, has it aged well? Is it Has anything changed so. for you? Not really. Um, I think, well, watching it the first time to the second time is what changes things. Um, and I it, it doesn't even... It's not that much worse off the second time. You lose a little bit of the tension, but this is a movie where you always know what's going to happen. The destination isn't necessarily what you're hanging on. It's just how well it's constructed and the way that they... Honestly, it's a very well-acted movie, probably very well-written, too. I don't know where you would split that in terms of like whatever percentage is attributable to the actors and what's attributable to good script, but it is both of those things. Um this movie aged just fine. There is very little in there that I think over the course of a couple of years is going to lose its its sheen. But it's one of those that after you've seen it, it's not going to hit you quite the same way. At least it hasn't for me. So yeah, there aren't I, any I, people driving across large iron bridges trying to get cell phone reception? <laughs> no. That's why I've never revisited There's it. none of that? Piss okay. me the fuck off. No. <laughs> Luckily... It's time to go to the feature presentation where we can talk about a lot of that. Yeah, okay. Time capsule. Time capsule. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2000's What Lies Beneath, uh, the Harrison Ford-Michelle Pfeiffer joint that I didn't know was directed by Robert Zemeckis. I didn't either. More on that later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mark... Why? Why did we watch this? Uh, so, spoiling slightly our later segment, I'd never actually seen it. Uh, this is my first oh. time viewing. Oh. I remember this being like a huge thing oh. when it came out. Um, it was big. My sister saw it. My parents saw it. I don't know how I managed to not see it, but like, this was this was a big deal. This was like one of those movies that you were supposed to see, and it's always been on my list of like I should probably go back and see what that what was going on there. And this, yeah, I, and then, and then, multiple years later, you guys invited me to join you on this horror review website, and I was like, "Perfect!" In four years, I'll suggest this movie. <laughs> it's been your game plan the whole time. Mm-hmm. This is the long well, con. God damn it, you conned us. Yeah, no, this was a very big deal in the zeitgeist. I mean, with marketing costs, this thing like topped a hundred million dollar budget. A hundred million dollars on this movie, and it pulled a lot more than that. Yeah, it made, made almost three hundred. <laughs> made three hundred. Yeah. Success. This movie was a success. Critical success. It was, yeah. (laughs) There should be a sequel. What lies more, what lies further beneath? What lies beneath her. (laughs) I like what lies beneath her. (laughs) But Mark, you picked this movie. I did. And you know what that means. You're going to have to give us a 30-second plot synopsis. This movie's two hours and ten minutes long. I just want to say that at the top. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Okay, so like a year ago, Harrison Ford bangs one of these chicks that's in his... Uh, she's like an intern, I guess, or a PhD student that's in his lab. And Michelle Pfeiffer, his wife, finds out and then wraps her car around a tree because she's upset, causing like some amnesia or whatever. Flash forward to today, their daughter is going up to college now. And uh, she, Michelle Pfeiffer starts to see some weird-ass shit as she's like in the tub. There's a haunting afoot, and she thinks it might be the neighbor's wife that's dead. But actually, it's the it's the uh, mistress that from a year ago that uh, Harrison Holy Ford killed shit. in a fit of anger. Um... I'm through the movie. That's actually it. That's it. That's That's not even close to it. (laughs) No, I got it. What? Uh, Oh, Harrison Ford tries to kill her then. (laughs) I did kind of forget like the, yeah, okay. So there's like an hour on the end of the movie. Where where did you think this ended? Did you, (laughs) hold on, hold on. She finds out they live happily ever after. They forgive fuck? Uh, (laughs) Okay, little peek behind the curtain. Mark stopped watching after the sailing scene. (laughs) (laughs) Little peek behind the curtain. Usually I do like at least 
some type of sanity check before the call to make sure I'm remembering like all of the aspects of the plot. Uh, this time I legitimately forgot that I had to do the 30 second plot synopsis. So <laughs> that was me being completely and utterly unprepared. But I mean, you missed like the whole, okay. You like, missed a lot of things. Most of I, look, I, this is, if I get into the weeds on this one, the, the 30 second plot synopsis okay. is going to take at least two hours. I absolutely agree with you, but let me be clear. The weeds do not include the climax of the film. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of an essential piece it's not my day okay it's not your day it's okay it's, buddy it's not my day we all have off days yeah. <laughs> i'd uh, like to i'd like to reverse course for a split second and we'll get up off mark's back about it should i at least Jack... like finish the no i want i don't want you to finish okay never we'll get... want you to finish he's just edging you oh no edging you. this is so frustrating and yet so alluring <laughs> okay mark finish but then i gotta backtrack because mark or because jack fuck jack did not uh, he didn't let us talk about our histories of the movie at all. He just blew right by him. Yeah, well, I, I got to go back. To. I got to go back. Okay, Mark, okay, so what else? Michelle Pfeiffer suddenly remembers the tryst that uh, Harris Norman had with this mistress, uh, realizes he killed Dr. her because of, Kimball, a, please. because of a series of ghostly clues that we'll talk about. Um, and then when Harrison Ford realizes that he's been caught, he basically para- uh, he paralyzes uh, and tries to kill Michelle Pfeiffer. She escapes, and then eventually she kills him in a car chase that ends at the bottom of a lake. In a car chase, yep. Yep. That's, okay, thank With you. a zombie grab. Not really a zombie. It's a ghost. Full-on ghost. That's a full-on ghost. But that's the Can actual I... corpse. Well-ish. That's the zombified corpse. Yeah, but it's not It's not zombified. It's possessed by the ghost that it created. Mark, do you think you're presently possessed by your own ghost? I, in a right? way, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, that's I'm also what a not dead. Is. I just, I'm just, I'm just a human. Oh, but if I were, theory alert. if I were a skeleton that came back to life, you wouldn't say, "Oh my god, it's a zombie." You'd say, you "Oh my a, god, it's a ghost." That, if you were a corpse that came back to life, I would probably say it's a zombie, because that's what zombies are. That is fair. If you're like a washed hmm. clean skeleton, a la House on Haunted Hill, are you a zombie? I think I just say, "Holy shit, it's a skeleton." Yeah, I'd say a skeleton. But then it's obvious that it's alive. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of oh my god it's a skeleton but it's obvious that it's alive <laughs> exactly Nailed you have it. to be specific specificity is important okay so then he gets now? dragged to the bottom of the How lake by a skeleton talking? but it's obvious it's alive hey jake okay. what's your history your viewing history fuck wow um so <laughs> this is like most of what i have to say about this movie a little peek <laughs> behind the curtain on my viewing experience <laughs> i thought multiple things about this movie that were wrong i thought dennis quaid was in this movie <laughs> what Hey, in, also, in hindsight, this would have been better with Mark, Dennis Quaid. Mark has a legitimate spit take they're, going on they're, over there. They're fucking up. They should have done Dennis Quaid. I don't want them to sully the good name of Indiana Jones with this fucking thing. Yeah, this is what sullied it. Yes, this. <laughs> Dennis Quaid was busy shooting the natural or the amateur or whatever the hell the name of that movie was. Uh, no, I think that was the year. or That was right around the time he was doing the Jake Gyllenhaal I yeah. could walk further than that in the snow before. Oh, yeah. That thought tomorrow. literally crossed my mind while I was watching this movie. Me, Jesus. Did you almost say me too? I did, but then Because I it does it all no, times. I'm not a me, Jesus. Uh, and then secondarily, I also thought this was a movie that began with the wife dying, and then it was about the husband having ghostly encounters. So I had, though seeing it, no idea what happened in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> None. Like, not the foggiest. So Not yeah, steamiest. I had to, I had to go and uh, explain myself. I thought it was yeah. funny. Jack, what was your viewing experience prior to this one, uh, if there was one? I'd seen it like I don't know mid two thousands ish on a DVD, 
and I remember being bored out of my fucking gourd. <laughs> a DVD? A DVD. <laughs> At the YMCA. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, I'm glad we did that. Yeah, good exercise. Cool. So, Mark, what genres of horror does this movie Sub-genres. fit into? Subgenres. Yep. Jack. <laughs> uh, ghost. Yep. Supernatural. <laughs> yeah, as all ghost movies tend to be. Psychological? Yes. No. Is ghost even on here? Oh yeah, ghost right there. Boom. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, trees and houses. It, yeah, this is really more like a. This is more like a this mystery. Is thriller. Barely a horror movie. Mystery thriller. It's a mystery thriller drama. with a ghost horror movie that is like that takes up about fifteen minutes of screen time. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a bad mix. I'll say, <laughs> Mark. I can't wait for you to defend this movie. Uh, okay, cool. I'll take that stance. <laughs> All right, Mark. Debate class. <laughs> Let's start now. What does this movie do right? Um. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Silence. Crickets. I I wasn't prepared to take this stance. Um. So I, I do think that this movie has a lot of interesting visual storytelling elements. Like the, the direction is actually pretty well is actually pretty good. I didn't Bobby realize Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis uh, directed this until afterward. And now looking back at my notes, like I legitimately have the note about the there's that one scene with the mirror um, where, God, I wish I knew any of their names. Michelle Pfeiffer is possessed by the ghost of Madison, and she turns and she she sees like other michelle pfeiffer standing in the in the rain through the mirror and i was Uh, like that shot has to be an homage to contact which robert zemeckis also directed yeah and i had that in my notes and then i went and then i saw zemeckis on the final on the credits and i was like oh shit okay so it was i guess he did that on purpose this guy (laughs) can really shoot a mirror (laughs) love shooting mirrors but he is a legitimately visionary director yeah 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 Uh, beyond beyond that like there are a lot of aspects of this movie that are that look very good for sure. a movie that came out in 2000 where you could easily fall into the trap of just bonkers cg they Make actually it handle like the it in a pretty responsible way yeah there's very little cg but yeah but they they use it effectively because there's i mean the ghosts are cg they do that weird i mean there's things they they do like the lighting effects during the car chase at the end i'm pretty sure that was post but uh yeah they use a lot of that to the good effect to create the story they're trying to tell. I'm not saying the story is good, but the visual storytelling aspects are executed expertly. Okay. Yeah, I'll buy that. That's fair. So I was reading just some old reviews of this movie after I watched it, and one of them was talking about how Zemeckis didn't quite live up to his old like moniker of directing this type of movie. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Then I went back through his history, and I cannot find another horror movie he directed. Yeah, I thought this was supposed to be like a legitimate departure for him, where so he was this... going notably Hitchcockian or something. So I, I've I have a nitpick with this one particular critic. Are we just doing second opinions now? We're just taking that segment, <laughs> <laughs> just going back through Amazon. Yeah, pretty <clears throat> okay. much. Yeah, that guy sucks. He was I, I notably though he was an executive producer of um, Tales from the Crypt presents Bordello of Blood. Oh yeah, that's probably what this guy's talking about. I love it. <laughs> Executive producer. Executive producer, Jesus man. Jesus Christ. That doesn't fit into his oeuvre either. His egg. No. That's an oof. Thank you, Mark. This is a running joke at this point. You guys got to keep up. <laughs> I think it's part of the joke that we have to correct you every time, though, isn't it? Okay, that's fair. I got to keep up. Can we yeah. keep analyzing this? <laughs> Jake, if we don't point our jokes out, how will anybody know we've made them? 
That's also part of this whole banter. We got to keep up. Got to keep up. A lot of jokes happening. I have an actual wow. question for you guys. Uh, do you have anything that goes into this category? Because I have yeah, a few I things do. and I, I can do. just monologue. I want to okay. talk. I got a couple things too. I want to talk. Um, I legitimately liked 90% of the bathroom scene sequence. Whatever That's you my main thing it did um, right too. The paralyzed it's really, scene. It's really yep. good. Um, it's almost silent. Almost silent. I mean, it does it. It does it right from a variety of of vantage points here. It's shot well. It t- it builds tension well. I really like it. Honestly, it having been so long since I'd seen this, and also not having remembered literally any of it. <laughs> apparently, it reminded me in certain ways of um, what the fuck was that movie called that just came out? That's a really good. It's really good. Gilligan's Island. Yeah, that one. It reminded me of Gilligan's <laughs> was Island. Was there ever a Gilligan's Island movie even? I think there was. Do uh, you want to bet? No, I don't know, I'll this... Google this while Jake frantically searches his memory banks. I The Stephen King one that just came out. Gerald's Game. God damn it. <clears throat> oh, My brain okay. does not work. It reminded me of that a little bit, uh, just in the way that he kind of like falls over and out of frame, and then she's just silent and alone. Yeah. Obviously, With... the circumstances are different, but then she has to fight for her right to, to live. party. Uh, that and the way they handle it and everything that it builds up to with the tub and with her starting to get her feeling back and little things like the breaking of the chain, all of that is just really, really nice. And I think the tension's great. I like that you, um, I like that you yeah. mentioned that it's mostly silent because I think it's very important. The one sound they do have is the continuous trickle of the water as it's filling. Like that's a, that's a great sort of heartbeat, like pacing of the scene. Totally. You know that it's coming for you. Totally. It's not. Yeah, yeah visually, tense as fuck. sonically, it is. Yeah, it, it, yes, <clears throat> tension building there is masterful. I love that sequence. And yeah, how I'm, fucking skeezy is the line from uh, Harrison Ford when he's like, your death is going to bring me closer to your daughter? What the yeah. fuck? That came out of Jesus. nowhere. That is such also, a goddamn creepy thing to say. Yeah, he got really weird he really real quick. Rapey. Wasn't it his daughter too? No, 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 no. She no. had the kid while she was still a traveling musician, and then she met... Norman, and then they okay. eloped. Norman. Because also, just I don't know if this is something the movie does right or wrong or whatever. I don't know where else to bring it up. Harrison Ford was 58 when this movie came out, and Michelle Pfeiffer was t- uh, 42. 22. I mean, he still looks pretty good, I'll tell you. He looks great. You mean today. I do uh, mean today, but I also mean specifically 20 years ago. 18, 19 he years ago. pretty ripped. He doesn't look that much different today. That dude is a fucking treasure. Yeah, <laughs> this movie didn't deserve him. Put Dennis Quaid in there. <laughs> <laughs> What's what do you got against Dennis Quaid, man? Nothing. He's just not Indiana Jones. Well, okay, so that's what you have against him. Yes. Okay. Specifically, and he's yes. also not Harrison Ford, and he's also not Doctor Richard Kimball, or Blade, the Blade Runner. He's not the Blade Runner, whose name I remember. You keep saying Norman too, and I cannot think of that name. Period. And not on go to any human or with regard to anything without thinking of the cow in City Slickers, and I don't like it. Oh, wow. I go straight <laughs> to Norman Osborne. That's nope. a weird reference point you have. I go right to City Slickers. Uh, yeah, both of those are weird. You guys They're are weird. weird. <laughs> I go straight to Norman Spencer, the character from this movie. Anytime anyone says <laughs> anything always about Norman, I'm like, oh, you he, mean Harrison Ford from What Lies Beneath? That movie I haven't seen until just yeah, exactly. now? A real archetypal Norman. <laughs> yeah. Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf. <laughs> Yeah. No, that scene is fantastic. And that's most of what I think this movie does right. I think but, like, he... I will also say that it's nothing in this movie is actively like 
poorly done. It's a right. Except yeah, like it's a well produced. I think movie. when we get to what the movie does wrong in the other sections, middle, whatever, the rest of this podcast, the t- the items that we have to discuss are not going to be shitting on a lot of like dis- bad decisions or objectively poor filmmaking. It's just well, it could be objectively poor filmmaking as well, a whole. Yeah, directing. Not <laughs> there's no poor directing going on. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I, sure. I agree with that. And so, yeah. I, inle- unless he has anything to do with story direction or editing, then yeah. But <laughs> yeah, again, that's a different thing. That's a different pause, thing. Yeah, yeah. Pause on that for now. I don't want to. I, I don't want to either. I am curious what your guys' take on this because I could see you hating it, but I liked it. Uh, I like the evolving set piece of the picture frame in the study and like the little the clue trail that unravels where every few scenes she knocks over the frame and then she finds a key or no and then she has to clean up the glass and then she finds a key and then she can't figure out what the key goes into and then she dives into a lake and then she finds the thing the key goes into and then she and then she goes back to the lake and gets the thing that has the key she was being led the so whole very time. little of that had to do with the actual picture frame yeah you just it that's where it started well no she, she knocks the picture frame over which causes the glass to fall on the right. ground and then she it's finds the, the key when she's cleaning up the glass it's the first domino but yeah, it's the, it, yeah, I like the the falling dominoes there. The the ghost is specifically knocking that over, you assume, so that you can get A the clipping behind the picture frame and B yeah. the key that's in the air yeah. vent. Well, it's a picture of the woman, of the ghost. No. Yes. It is? I thought it was a picture of uh Norman and his wife and then when he was getting the um whatever award he was getting. I and then they, and then on the back is the cl- is the sound is the little snippet of girl is missing she's in that picture oh she is yeah because she's his intern or whatever she's in that picture oh i thought okay so it must have just been mad i mean the i guess one of the points of this movie is that madison and uh what's what is michelle, michelle pfeiffer? pfeiffer's name i don't know mckay pfeiffer her name is, is michelle. It, it's mckay <laughs> it's claire so claire and madison look alike i guess i just assumed it was claire in the photo but claire and madison are also almost the same name so props for that that's something the movie did right i mean they're both Girls' names, they're pretty close. <laughs> they're pretty much, they both pretty have much the same A's, <laughs> soft A's. Okay, and I's. One is one syllable, and the other is three, and together they make four syllables, and that's Jesus. an even number. Yikes! So I, I, I don't see how you guys right? don't get that confused. Do you have anything else this movie did right? Because I do not. Um. I mean, I did enjoy. I am a sucker. Oh, this is a short one. I'm a sucker for the the rear window type movies where you're spying on your okay. neighbors with binoculars okay. and then they look out their window and see you. I just like those scenes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fun. That That's is... all I got. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I would Jake. say I would say the the visual storytelling thing that I was talking about earlier is the large encompassing umbrella of what this movie does right. It sounds like you guys are in agreement with that. That's the primary thing I wanted to get out there. I like the corpse prop they used. Yeah, pretty good. It was good. Halfway in the decent. tub, the one that yeah. the one that Harrison Ford pulls back, and then that's what causes him to concuss himself. I mean, that uh, wasn't a prop. Yeah. That was her. See, her face morphed like as he was looking at her. Oh, that was okay. CG. So the, then, what? What corpse at the very at the about? very end, the one that then gets oh, all CGified. Mark gotcha. stopped watching after the sailing scene. We went over this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. They, they lived happily scene? ever after, Jake. Yeah, he has a boat called Good Jeans. It's a great pun. Oh, that's what this movie does right. Great puns. Great puns of the boat names. Fuck. That's going to take us to what the movie does middle. <laughs> I got nothing of that. Great, yeah, you have anything, Mark? I, I actually do. I am very intrigued by this scene. So early on, okay. uh, Claire and Norman are out at a restaurant with 
her old like musician buddy and her husband and they're sitting down at a table and the the two women are sitting like diagonal from each other and the two men are sitting diagonal from each other and they're both having two distinct conversations oh, and the yeah, volume yeah. level is the same on both and yeah. it's just 30 seconds of crosstalk and it's so fucking weird and I don't understand why it was included but it's also really interesting I want to know why I know I, the the scene itself has absolutely nothing to do with anything except I guess the two guys are talking about one of their friends was accused of stalking so maybe that's like a small call ahead but like why are why is this included? Look, there's a lot of scenes that you could. There's ask a lot about. of scenes that don't need to be included. But also, they're not just talking about one of their friends was accused of stalking. They're like bemoaning the fact that stalking. They're really cracking down on stalking nowadays, huh? It's like <laughs> what the fuck? We're not talking about like a friendly tap on the shoulder where there could be any sort of debatable line, which I still don't think there is there at this point. But we're talking about fucking stalking, like actual stalking. Yeah, so the two men yeah. are having like a legitimately creepy conversation and the two women are like, oh my God, your daughter just went off to college? We're so old. So I, I don't know if it was like kind of a joke or commentary on like the difference of conversations between people, but the fact that they're, both conversations are happening on screen at the same time, at the same volume, across each other, was preposterous have you ever seen that in a movie before no i was i was so captivated <laughs> i would rewatch this movie specifically for that scene just for the crosstalk just for the crosstalk that's why people keep coming back to our podcast by the way yeah yeah well we cracked something uh, robert zemeckis actually directs our podcast i didn't spoiler <laughs> that's why it's so poorly paced <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. There's, there's a lot of themes there's a lot of common themes here maybe that's why i picked this movie <laughs> All right, we got to get to it. What does the movie do wrong? Time, Edi- oh, length. It's too long. Editing. Fuck you, Mark. Boring. This movie's two hours and ten minutes of boring <laughs> horse shit. I yes. have, let's just do a quick, I just want to like, if you were to jot down on your hand, on the back of your hand, and then like, or forehand of your hand or whatever, and then reveal it to everyone, card on your forehead game, whatever, how much time could they have easily cut out of this movie what would your number be half an hour in minutes easily 30 minutes yeah 30. i was gonna say 25 minutes yeah so yeah that's a think about that for a second <laughs> this is a hundred what? million dollar movie what 25 30 minutes that you could easily cut out are you fucking kidding me <laughs> there's a quarter Just of the movie that doesn't need let to that exist. sink in what it's how right. how it's how does that right. happen i I'm legitimately curious why they included most of the aspects. <laughs> oh, good. Hey, good. Start, let's just do this chronologically. Yeah. Why was the daughter? Why did they pay an actress to play the daughter? No idea. She should have just have. They should have started like a day after all? she left. Exactly. They exactly. could have. They could have had a headshot. And she paid didn't for even. Rice. She didn't even provide exposition. No, oh, she did nothing. She had two words in this film. She just took up five minutes of screen time. That's all. That was <laughs> the fact task. that she took up five minutes of screen time is another problem. Pretty much all the scenes with their other couple friend are complete nonsense. Yep. I think the neighbors have to be in there because that's part of the chicane of the plot. But like, yeah, they do. But you could cut that Marian down substantially. Marion Warren Yeah, Fuhrer. 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 Uh, I don't. There's also like a lot of information backstory about like the rivalry between Norman and his dad. Norman Seymour yeah. or whatever. His work plays way too prominent a role in this. Yeah. Like, just have to be a generically successful guy. Yeah. yeah. He just, like, does medical or science-y things, whatever. Yeah, they kind of they kind of use his medical lab as a means of him getting halothane, but then, like, also, 
Why? What? Mark, you're an actual scientist these days. Kind of. Is halothane actually a paralytic? I kind of thought it was an anesthetic. No, it is it is just an anesthetic. It doesn't It's not a paralytic at all. Okay. We'll we'll talk about this in nitpicks. All uh, right. Is none that really of the a nitpick? things that are happening in this movie are even remotely medically possible. That sounds like a, something that <laughs> is wrong. Yeah, I think it's more than a nitpick. Because that's the major like there are there are paralytic chemicals. Google didn't exist in two thousand, but couldn't have been that hard to pick up a fucking encyclopedia. Right. Yeah, but the thing like about the thing about paralytics the thing about paralytics is they they don't leave your lungs. They don't leave your diaphragm working. They don't leave right. your face twitching. But that would be much more believable suspension of disbelief for me. Like, I'm much more willing to do that when have that scene. Look, if you're going to have him be a geneticist or a doctor or something, have him be someone who comes up with a new paralytic who does this. And don't it's fucking so just easy. use something yeah. that already exists that isn't the thing you're saying it is. There's a reason to have 15 minutes of his fucking job in there. There's a yeah. There's a reason. What what was the line? Can it be used on all mammals? Oh yes. Anytime you want them immobilized, <laughs> just in the background. For all your wife that murdering needs. Hey, guess what? If Harrison Ford said I didn't kill my wife in this movie, he'd be right. Uh, yeah. yes. I mean, he attempted to. Yeah. He didn't. Though. Well, hey, Doctor Richard Kimball never said I didn't attempt to kill my wife. It's fair. It's true, dog. It's never something Richard Kimball said. Okay. That's if he had, technically Tommy Lee correct. Jones would have been like, I do care. <laughs> wow. You want to know something can else? You please do, hold wrong? on. Can you please do the rest of the podcast with that accent? <laughs> My Tommy Lee Jones in the Fugitive accent? Yes. Try it. Try it out. You want to yes. know something else this movie does wrong? <laughs> yes. One, Every, everything that it does from a horror standpoint is a jump scare. That's it. I mean, the, the, the bathtub no. scene is psychologically terrible. Yeah, no. Every... So it's not to be taken literally, it's hyperbole. There are a hell of a lot of jump scares in this movie and a hell of a lot more than they need to have. And a lot of them suck. Like this actually probably has one of the worst jump scares that I've ever seen. And it's with the dog Cooper. Fuck that shit. That is terrible. <laughs> the Cooper jump scare is basically when he opens the door. It's the it that scare is the equivalent of farting and then blaming it on the dog is what that is. <laughs> is there's a scare that has no right to be in this movie, and then what do they do? They fucking blame it on the dog. Yep. It's terrible. You're I talking don't know specifically if... about when the dog barges into the bathroom during the Ouija scene, right? Yeah, and you have the shrill, the the strings go, and they right? scream, and then it's Cooper, you scamp. You scoundrel. I yeah. don't know if it's Harrison Ford's gravelly voice or if the headphones I was listening to this on, but until Michelle Pfeiffer said the dog's name, I was convinced they had a dog named Pooper. <laughs> well, might I as mean, well be, dude. That was terrible. They I made that pooper, come awesome. back here. Pooper. You little pooper. I, I actually, I'm glad you kind of highlighted that because one of my favorite, I think the best horror scene they have in here is uh, also related to Cooper when he won't get his ball out of the lake and she has to fish it out and there's the face underneath the water that you can like barely make out. That shit is creepy as yeah. fuck. Guess that what that's great. not? Guess what that's not? A that's not scare. a jump scare. And I'm that, not here right. to shit on jump scares, but I totally agree with you. You have the tension scene of her in the tub and you have that. And those are your two, I completely agree. Those are your two highlights from a horror standpoint. That is creepy. You did, I mean, there's more than that. It kind of reminds the me Cooper of the Cooper thing. The the jump scares dude, are low light. There are twenty five jump scares in this film, and they're yeah. all terrible. They're not good jump scares. There there is I not one urn. Oh shit! <laughs> not all of them, but they were good. Some of them. You're saying a lot of things in staccato <laughs> tones, and I don't appreciate it. 
Well, I, I thought me and Jack were kind of doing a thing where we just start trying to slip in words that we pronounce weird, like DVD. <laughs> Down at the YMCA. Yeah. Is that not Jake what loves doing? it. Jake loves it. He's speechless <laughs> with how much he loves it. Oh, we've sapped his energy again. Now he's back. He's back at the we ball. We broke his stride. Jake's at the crevice. <laughs> Listener, this will be the last time you hear Jake. He won't <laughs> pipe up again until ratings. He is just pugging off this fucking bomber. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. He just he finished it. It's <laughs> really good beer, guys. <laughs> it's helping you cope. I have my coping mechanisms. So we already talked about this, but I just wanted to bring out my own experience with this. I had a moment after they found Norman in the bathtub with the hairdryer when he either tried to kill himself or the thing just slipped in, and I don't know why it was plugged in. Um, Ghost. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. Ghost. I was like, okay, so we're basically through this movie. That that went faster than I thought it was going to, and then I paused it, and there was a <laughs> there was 53 <laughs> minutes left. Yeah, you're like... <laughs> You son of a bitch, Mark. <laughs> You're a real dickhead. And I would really, uh, yeah, I just wanted to use that story to underscore that this movie, not only, some movies are long, but they don't really feel long. This movie felt like watching three movies because they jump between so many fucking plot lines. And I'm so aggressively uninterested in all of them. Like, I'm kind of interested in Michelle Pfeiffer piecing this puzzle together. And she's a pretty good actress, but I don't know what it is about this movie that I cannot stand watching her figure this shit out. It drove me insane. Because she could have done it half an hour faster? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she's not... Yeah, exactly. She's not the best written character, I don't think. Well, that's a good transition. None of the characters are good written characters. This script is garbage. Yeah, there you go. The dialogue is terrible. Beatrice, the the friend that comes over at the beginning, just reads like a bulleted list of of exposition items. So, this is what your life was like. And then then you hit a tree, and you had a little bit of a slowdown there. But now your daughter's going off to college, and you're catching back up. How are you feeling? For a movie with this much exposition, they should have been able to get through things a little quicker. Oh, my God, right? Yeah. They tell you things seven or eight times before they assume that you need them. And, I mean, granted, that does that is true for me sometimes, so I appreciate <laughs> that. But was not necessary in this case. Totally unnecessary. Yeah, rough. And, uh, and the rest of the plot lines, I legitimately just did not give any shit about. <laughs> well, it's because neither do the writers. There's like a there's some there's substantial ADD just like written into the lines of this thing. There there are whole props that they introduce and then forget about. Let me ask you this: What the fuck was the point of the slipper with the blood stain on it? Oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> they bring that back three times and then it's just gone. They just it's like oh a little we're, kid we're past telling this now. A, it's like a little kid describing a movie they saw and then. And then, and, and, yeah, then. and then she finds a shoe, and the shoe has, has blood on it. And then there are tire tracks, but then there's no car. But then there's a car, uh, and then the car was in the garage the whole time. Yeah. Like, fuck. what the fuck? <laughs> Your recount there made more sense than the fucking movie did, though. And that was also, notably, just the neighbor plot that almost doesn't even need to be there. So... Yeah, let's. We can start. We can finish this conversation a little bit later when we're talking about the, pl- the props that are associated with the actual plot. <sighs> oh my God, Clark Bl- Gregg, you son of a bitch, is the name of the guy who did the screenplay. Oh, gotcha. Oh. <laughs> Wait, isn't Clark Gregg the guy who died in the first Avengers? That guy, Agent Coulson. Uh, he, he was in the Avengers. Shit, Iron Man Two. Iron Man, Thor, yeah. Captain he Marvel. Plays the, he plays the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in yes. the Marvel movies. Yes. Oh, wow. Him. And he, in Marvel's Agents of yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, he wrote the screenplay of this Wow, movie. that's bizarre. Maybe that's why it wasn't good. 
<laughs> okay, I mean, I doubt that's connection. why it wasn't good. He shared story duties with Sarah Kernokan. That, you could, that you could tell me know. he shared know. he shared screenplay duties with like seventy five other people simultaneously, and Probably. that would make sense. Well, story by them them's too, and screenplay by only him. Story was actually by uh, James McAvoy's character from Split. Oh, cool! Makes yeah. sense. <laughs> that's totally. that's where this is all coming. Newfound from. newfound respect for this movie. <laughs> they were really trying to give a voice to the people with dissociative identity disorder, you know. Yeah, exactly. They succeeded. Three hundred million dollars is made. Fuck. Yeah, dude, yeah. it made so much money. <laughs> what percent of people were disappointed? Well, this is this is peak Harrison Ford, right? This is the absolute no, wait, height of his fame. Shut. Your <laughs> dirty mouth. I'm not saying that this is peak hair. I didn't. I, that was a you mistake. just I said. That. You literally said those words. I retract that. What I mean was, this is at a period of history when more people have like heard of and care about Harrison Ford than any other. Right. I that's mean, isn't just, that literally always true? That's just the any day in the future. Yeah. No, but like, I, I if this movie came out now and cast Harrison, Ford, I'd probably still make a lot of money. Jack, you dumbass. Ah, it's hard. It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a preposterously bad argument. <laughs> More people it. now know of Harrison Ford than they did back in the nineties, and care about. When this I don't movie think, came look, out, once you learn about Harrison Ford, you never stop caring about Harrison yeah, Ford. Come on, that's true. Unless maybe you start with his career watching this movie. Ooh, and then you just you and then you're you like, ooh, that Harrison Ford guy. He's a creep. <laughs> yeah. He's then like he a literal rapist some Treasures. <laughs> treasures. <laughs> Believe it or not, I have nothing else this movie does wrong. It's the, because it's, it's so all, wrong in the story. It's all big, big categories. Yeah, it's we're like, we're painting with a pretty broad brush. But like here. we talked, they did it like it's a pretty well executed movie apart from the editing and pacing and story and characters. Yeah. I mean, like we said though, you can say that those are the things that it does and have a neat, tidy bow on it. But the fact that we said you could cut a half an hour out of this movie says something. Yep. It's not good. Half an hour. It's not good. God. It's not good. Uh, so this will actually bridge the gap nicely to nitpicks. Because wow. I wasn't sure if this was a nitpick or something the movie just did wrong. Okay. Her really convenient amnesia for Harrison Oh, my Ford. God. <laughs> that they don't she even like, like, tell you about. She I think they're just like, a- oh, yeah, I am missing time. I forgot about the one thing that my husband did to, like, ruin our marriage. He must have been like, man, I know my wife got into a car accident and shit, but lucky day for this guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would actually love to see a short film around that. I'm sorry, sir. Your wife doesn't remember anything from the last two weeks. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really got bailed out there. Hold on. I got to drive to the lake real quick. <laughs> This isn't a secluded lake. Based on no, the like, it's fucking Lake Champlain, isn't it? I think so. And he put her in a car and like just pushed that, drove the car to the dock, and then you just see Harrison Ford roll in the. I'm picturing this in broad daylight. It's rock, like ten in, feet off. You'd be able to see the fucking car all the time. Yeah, the roof would still be above water at low tide. <laughs> isn't it just like a normal fucking like roll-in dock? It looked like it, or yes. like a shore. I don't even yes. know how it got so fucking far out. They're just like, they drive into the water, and then all of a sudden, they're in like 50 feet of water somehow. Those Can I just gla- blow the whistle? We're already there. Glacier-carved lakes of the Champlains. <laughs> Want to say that again? What? <laughs> Glacier-carved lake of the Champlains? I, I, I pluralized Champlain as if it were a place like the Poconos. Blow the whistle! Why didn't, why didn't Champy make an appearance in this? I don't know. 
pack. They really missed an opportunity there. That's something the movie does wrong. He should have blamed. Oh, they should have. They should have added a a champy subplot. I see what you're saying. This movie should have been yeah, two hours forty five with a champy plot. subplot. <laughs> it was missing stories. I want their other neighbor to be like this weird recluse who they think is champy for I don't know thirty five minutes or so, and then they figure <laughs> out that he's just a regular guy who also works at the university. I would have liked that. <laughs> hey, so. A hairdryer being dropped into your shower when you're showering. Yes. Unless you're Let's talk about like, that. holding it. Yep. I don't think it poses a substantial danger to you. I don't if you're know. Standing in water. He wasn't. There was no standing water. Yeah, it drained. So, I mean, yeah. If, if, you're, if you're standing in water, there could potentially yeah, but- be an issue there. But also, it's on a GFI breaker, which they specifically show you, like, earlier. So Yeah. Yeah. No danger. There could have been a moment where the water was deeper. Also, if you well, I mean the the shower stayed on. She found him with the shower on. There was yeah, no I know, water. but do you not? Okay, I don't know. Our our tub when I'm showering, like weird? there are there. Jake's are, about to say something weird. He does in the shower. Hold on. No, no, there are moments where like the shower is just draining less quickly. That typically happens. It typically gets worse as you shower, though, not better. Eh, as you shower. I don't know if I would agree with that, bud. Depends. Your shower works weird. You shower Jake, weird. Jake, your shower doesn't alternate how clogged the drain is. It absolutely at does. At random intervals. Yeah, That's like not if what I'm, happens. If I'm, if I'm shampooing, then it's got a little more girth to have to s- sift through. You know, it's all that stuff. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a big deal, dude. It's girth? Did girth. say girth to g- instead <laughs> of uses, viscosity? He uses volume. Why would I have used viscosity? Because it's the right word? I'm an everyman, Girth Jack. isn't the right word. Girth, I mean, you know what I mean. The no, Jack, knew. he uses volumizing shampoo, and that adds volume to his water. <laughs> yeah, and makes it wider. <laughs> yeah, it makes yeah. it girthier. It does. <laughs> I think you'll find that I used it correctly. The cylindrical, Jesus the cylindrical water molecules get girthier. Yeah. <laughs> They're engorged with girth. But yeah, I just I don't. And so, Mark, to your, I kind of now like picturing it that it was a suicide attempt because I picked like he just did a piss poor job of it. There ain't no way you do that, Batman. I mean, and he already maybe, said that he said at the end that he was staging it. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Like he knows yeah. what won't kill him. So I mean, maybe this nitpick is just us realizing that he did this all on purpose. Why? Then why pretend it's an accident? Why? have the suicide attempt in the first none of that makes sense the, the only explanation was it was the ghost right you guys both know that this was the ghost oh so you, no. you have a fan theory no this is just the plot of the film no it's Jack, not i love your fan theory man he this staged is great. that he staged what? that to what end he says that he staged it why i don't know <laughs> because they needed yet another subplot that we could forget about i don't believe that he says he staged it mark he says it didn't he you don't remember. I think I can't remember. Just fuck. kidding. You, you don't know I fuck. stopped watching after the sailing scene. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. He does not Come back say to me in a minute. I'm going to find out. It. Jesus Christ. Mm. Oh, God. It was a ghost. All right. Plain and simple. I'm just going to start my list at the very beginning. The scene where she's in the basement reminiscing and she looks back at the cello and like the focus changes and there's a cello sitting next to a water heater. And they had just had the scene where she was in the uh, the bathroom with like a hot tub. Yeah. I really thought they were trying to show me the water heater, and I spent a substantial amount of time trying to figure out why she was reminiscing about a water <laughs> about heater. the water heater. <laughs> I mean, I'm an idiot, but juxtaposing those two scenes, I feel like was also stacking the deck against me. I, I'm with you, buddy. I really thought they were trying to show how warped her cello could get, <laughs> just from the humidity coming off that thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
I would that would have been great if she play at the end when she's playing it's all like fucking out of tune and <laughs> the, the neck is like <laughs> bent backwards. One of the strings just breaks. Yeah. Hey, how many parents keep locks of their children's hair lying around in their house? Yeah, that's a convenient plot device. Well, but it also isn't because there was no reason she actually needed the hair. They wrote that in there to have a fucking stupid thing. No, hey. I mean she needed it technically. I guess she needed it for the séance as her book Witches, Witchcraft and Alchemy. Oh my god. Mark, I have a question. wrote all of that, right? I have a question, Mark. Did she actually need to have a séance in this movie? No. <laughs> they wrote in a stupid thing to give to... themselves an excuse to have another stupid thing. It is remarkable how many of these things you can I like that Mark's like, "Hey, she had no other choice. She had to have this séance." <laughs> Jack, I have a favor to ask of you. Yes, um, sir. as you're editing this podcast, can you just put in like a ding sound effect yeah. every time we we stumble on a subplot that absolutely didn't need to be there? <laughs> I'll try. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'll start it from way back when, so people are like, yeah. why the fuck are there just why is it dings in here? I don't know. We might get sued by CinemaSins. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. You should make it definitely that. not that. You should make it like a weird... Like a bong. Like a dong. Bongo. Yeah, like a gong? A or bong. Like a, like a squawk. Like a parrot. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That That's fine too. Whatever. Actually, chicken, actually, parent. just just it, every time it happens, just splice in me saying, "Ah, oh, darn it, I got peanut butter on my penis." <laughs> <laughs> That's our stinger. I don't. I, like I don't think anyone else has rights to that, <laughs> except the movie in which it occurred. Well, except okay, the people yeah. that literally have rights to it. Well, they, I feel like if you write <laughs> that into your movie, it. you are agreeing to make it public domain. Yeah, I think that's how it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think Lawyered. we just have to say "public domain" We're three lawyers. times in a mirror. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so, also at the beginning, Claire's friend pulls up in a brand new fucking flashy sports car, like classic car thing. Yeah. Drives it right new. by Claire. And then yeah. they're talking for like five minutes, and the friend is like, oh, by the way, check this out. She walks over to her car and poses on it, and it still takes Claire like 30 seconds to be like, wait, is that a new car? <laughs> is that what? the most ostentatious ride I've ever seen? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that until you posed on it, despite the fact that it's parked in my fucking driveway and you drove it past me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I think she might have had more damage than amnesia done in this car accident. Did, did they Did they need to have that car in this movie? No! <laughs> <laughs> Dong. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Everything's a nitpick. It's a lot. You didn't have to have any of it. Um, hey, when there's the whole scene when he's like coming clean, but he hasn't come clean totally yet. He says she killed herself and yeah. had to push her body into the lake. We right? call that a mid stage. Right. She then says, call the police. You think he's dialing 911, yeah. right? But when Jeez. she hits redial, yeah. it was 411. Yeah. But there was still an operator on the other end when she picked it up. So he did say all that to somebody. Yeah. Even if it wasn't actually the dispatcher with the police, he told all those things to a human being. And 411 would still, like, totally Just, do that. They would. That's what they're there for, to get you an officer dispatched. Right. Frankly, he did it right. You shouldn't call the emergency dispatch right. lines. You're just yeah. trying to get a cop. Yeah. So he Send has a actually, shoe out, please. He has confessed to that crime. So why did the cops never come? Because this movie's stupid and doesn't know how phones work. <laughs> cool. Okay, I'm glad we got there. Mo, did the phone need to be there? No, I, I, <laughs> the phone actually—I think the phone did probably. That need was to be pretty there. central, yeah. Um, I do like how much of a quack the psychologist is, who tells her, "Hey, you know what? The best way out of this pickle, you should probably go buy a Ouija board." <laughs> that, that's what I'm <laughs> recommending to you. <laughs> 
and that's like Harrison Ford's colleague, right? His well-respected colleague. Yeah, I gotta say it is. It's played. He's played by Joe Morton. I actually like Joe Morton a lot. But yeah, okay. wow, bad advice. Bad advice, Joe. He played that presidential candidate on House, right? Uh, maybe he definitely plays Henry in Eureka, though. Okay. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Love Eureka. Highly yeah. recommend Eureka, listener. It's a good show. Is it? Uh, you would not like it. Okay, I'm not going to look at it. Uh, you might like it. It's like <laughs> I, a fun X-Files. Yes, so that first part negates Jake. Watching. Oh, I whoa. forgot that Jake hates fun. Jake does hate fun. Whoa, That's true. whoa, whoa, whoa. It's too goofy whoa, for Jake. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, so when, she, when Claire first has the run-in with the ghost, I think it's when she sees her in like the reflection of the water in the bathtub. She comes out and she's all upset or whatever, and she thinks it's like herself, but with green eyes, and she's fucking adamant about the green eyes. How the hell could she see the color of the of the eyes of the ghost in a reflection of in a, in the water in a we steamy room? We saw exactly room? what she saw, and we didn't see green eyes. <laughs> yeah, and they're just like, no, the eyes need to be green. We need to establish this early so that possession can happen later. It's critical for a subplot they cut out. Also, maybe they shouldn't have cast so many fucking actresses that all had green eyes. I think everyone in this movie has green eyes. Michelle Pfeiffer's like kind of light bluish. They were probably trying to tell you something. That all women are possessed by ghosts? Well, Mark, you think you're presently possessed by your own ghost, so... <laughs> I think that's how Scientology works, right? Uh, I don't know, but I've gotten an e-reading one time. They didn't tell me none of that shit. Isn't that what a thetan is? No, it me- an e-reading measures your thetans. thetans. Right, I, th- I think a thetan is a ghost that I'm possessed by that causes me to be depressed. But you think you're your own ghost. You, th- As far as I understand your Am I not system, my own ghost? You think that you are... Your hollow corpse shell is being inhabited by your ghost, and that's what makes you the complete person of Mark. Yeah, I would, I would challenge you to just to tell me what's wrong with that philosophy. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> this is the A to Z horror philosophy cast. Oh. <laughs> it's gonna be four hours long. Oh, Take a seat, listener, if you're not already. Uh, we kind of talked about this already, but that's not how paralytics work, and it's not a paralytic. We, we we mentioned both of those. Yeah, we kind of... Yes, we, a we, paralytic would kill you because you'd suffocate because you couldn't breathe because your diaphragm doesn't work. Right. Which and is why when they put you under a paralytic, they have to ventilate. They have to right. do the forced breathing. And also, the chemical in this movie is simply an a- anesthetic. Yeah, it's a, it's an old fucking anesthetic that they don't use anymore. They used Halo it in like thing. the 80s, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they probably actually... They may have still used it in 2000, but... Since then, it it apparently is bad. I did a little bit of reading on it. It's bad because it depletes the ozone layer, and also there's some health effects. It, it, it's been superseded by better stuff that doesn't deplete the ozone layer. Yes, but it's never been a paralytic. <laughs> that is that is true. It only does one thing. <laughs> they didn't like, sw- they didn't switch it from an anesthetic to a paralytic halfway through its <laughs> runtime. That's what most that's what happens with most chemicals. Yeah, this one is uh now f- now, now this cures heart disease. <laughs> But, like, for a movie that was so specific about what the chemical is, why didn't they just pick a paralytic? Or make something up. Just make up a goddamn thing. It's super easy to make that shit up. And they just say he made it. You already have him as a world-renowned scientist. (laughs) He used his geneticisms to create a better paralytic. Done. Geneticisms. (laughs) Uh, When Michelle Pfeiffer picks up the piece of broken glass to, like, maybe defend herself... Wrap a towel around the base of that shit. Oh you my, slice this, yeah. your hand all the way open. You can't Everyone use that as a weapon. Everyone always makes that mistake. At never, all. never use glass as a weapon. Or just wrap a hand towel around the bottom of it. Boom, shank. Um, I have a few nitpicks for Amazon. 
which is that I paused during one of the haunting scenes because I didn't know if something was about to happen. Did it tell you that one of them was in the 2001 movie Backdraft? <laughs> or 1980, whatever. No, 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 no. But it did tell me, A, it told me that there were two people in the scene that only had one pe- person in it. Um, so that sort of gives away that there's a ghost in the room. But it also tells you the, the name of the person that isn't the neighbor. So you know early on, if you pause, that Madison and Mary are two different people. Oh. <laughs> so that's a nitpick with X-Ray. Fuck Amazon. you, Amazon X-Ray. Spoiler-filled X-ray. Bullshit. For this 20-year-old movie. At least that's relevant information, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the missing persons database that she looks up later, um, only one single name has a middle name, and it's the one she's looking for. (laughs) 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 They list like 12 names, and they're all just first name, last name, and then obviously the one that has M-E-F or whatever it is has the middle name. Solid. Yep. Um, good writing. When MEF types onto her computer, that's on the solitaire windscreen, right? <laughs> it's on. It was on like some high score thing. I, I didn't. I didn't pause was, to look at what it was. I assumed it was the solitaire one because she was playing solitaire earlier in the movie, and solitaire does not let you just continue to write like that. And it's also not green text on a black background. Oh, ghosts are also um, really good at technology. They develop new GUIs. And this ghost specifically computer. was a PhD student, so I mean, she she probably knows how to program some shit. All right. Think about neat, that. Neat pick. <laughs> okay. Neat pick. Neat, neat pick. This girl can code. We've to do a neat pick. That's like the first one. <laughs> I'm out. I didn't care enough to pay that much attention. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do have another neat pick, which Ooh. is um, I love the this. There was a specific scare or like suspense scene that could only happen in this specific time frame, which is when she's waiting for the picture to load of Madison shortly after she looks up her name on the missing persons database, and it's she eventually sees that it's the girl she saw in the reflection, but like the suspenseful part of the scene is that the picture takes forever to fucking buffer as she's downloading it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that that's actually kind of fun. I, I, yeah, that is a nice little time capsule thing. That's. Only acceptable in this specific frame of reference. I also have one more nitpick that I just remembered. When she's le- after she gets in the fight with Harrison Ford, and then she like walks over his body and goes out the front door. Why does she take the like landline phone with her? <laughs> <laughs> no, I th- that's a cell phone. I thought. No, it's, it's just a like big a, fucking cell phone. It's on a base station. Two thousand man. That wasn't oh. the cell phone. She also had the cell phone. I think only Harrison Ford had a cell phone. No, and at the, the very phone. end, she has a cell phone, which is why she stops in the middle of the bridge. They want you to think she has a cell phone, but she grabbed the landline. Oh, so they just, again, they just didn't, they just used a prop and then forgot about it? I think That's so. what it seems like. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. That's Maybe it was one now. of those cell phones that used a base to charge, and she just grabbed the cell phone off of the base. Maybe, Maybe it's a sat phone. That, that's what it is. It's a sat, sat phone. phone that only gets reception in the middle of a bridge. That's Why so convenient. Why I'm so glad much that with exists. This fucking bridge. It's a Faraday cage. No, it's not. It's but the not exact the opposite it's of not a Faraday, Faraday cage. cage. <laughs> it's a it's a Faraday target. <laughs> it's a fair it's a Faraday toroid. That's not a word I know. Toroid? Yeah. What? How do you not know tor- toroid is just a donut shape? Okay. I'm a man of the people. It's a it's a lot like peristalsis. <laughs> well that word I know. Yeah, so as she's peristalsing through the through the bridge, she reaches the Farad's peristalsing toroids. Faraday's toroid. That's really hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Did you guys notice the face in the snow at the end of the movie that's in there for like two frames? Nope. No. So as she, they're zooming out from the graveyard, literally as it's fading to black, like not before it starts fading to black, as it starts to fade to black, you see an outline of Madison's face like in the snow of the graveyard. Which I think is like a fine little detail to add. You can throw that in the back of the movie. That's going to make it more immersive because you're looking for shit like that. But also, like, they paid someone a substantial amount of money <laughs> to do that in post. And I don't know why. It doesn't add anything to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot that doesn't add anything what you, to the yeah, movie. Like you're yeah, just now saying that. Play the sound effect again. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm out. I'm just fucking. I'm done. I'm done I I have one long string. If you guys are out, we're gonna go out with this because you mentioned earlier that you're a really big fan of the bathtub scene, and I have a lot to say about the bathtub scene. Okay, Mark, can I first just observe something to you? Yes. Jake hasn't had a single nitpick. Dude, I've just accompanied you on your nitpick journey. <laughs> my my nitpicks exist is in terms of the I don't know what you call them, the details of what they could have cut out of this movie and things that didn't need to exist. And we have covered a variety of those. All okay. right. Mark, what? Okay. I'm going to ask a couple questions about the the physics of the things happening in the bathtub. First off, why does how and why does the chain break? That is baffling. She she breaks the t- the chain with her big toe, like by twitching her toe. <laughs> yeah. Um, the tub fills immediately to her chin. Like the part where the water is getting to her chin level is like thirty seconds of screen time, and then it's at her chin for three or four minutes, and then it goes to her yes. head within about ten seconds or so. Yeah. Okay. It's like Jake's tub. It's got variable drains and <laughs> amounts of water coming that out. That can happen, man. <laughs> it's an old happen. house. Okay, so that part's a neat pick. I apologize. It's not a neat pick. It's just attention to detail. That doesn't happen in your water it does right. girthy. Something it does right. Syrupy. Did you Viscous. say syrup? I said girthy. I said your water isn't girthy. Oh. Yeah, no, your water's not girthy, nor is it syrupy, nor is it viscous. Uh, The drain <laughs> is still like half-cocked in there. It would still drain. I so slow. The, it wasn't matching the everything coming out of it, though, the flow. But there's also the top drain. Tubs have two drains. Yeah, One there's definitely also overfilling. an overflow drain that they show earlier, so that's cool. And it looks like a pretty robust overflow it drain. It has, like, three holes in it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that one also has variable amounts of clog, though, is what, what we're neglecting. <laughs> when was the last time you drainoed your overflow drain, Jack? Okay? Never. Exactly. Because well, so, it works fine. Mm, you don't know that. I assume. I can't actually fit in our tub. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> that paints some mental images that it's not like a Howard Taft situation. I can My picture you trying are too masculine to and broad. Jake? Too broad, huh? Uh I can't take I can't take tubs here because our bath our uh, water heater is can't keep up. So in order to fill it up, like the first half is hot and then the second half is ice cold, and then when I get in it's like tepid and it sucks. <laughs> Get a tankless heater, buddy. Oh, yeah. I'll just drop a few grand on a tankless heater. There's some pretty good ones in like $1,200 range these days. That counts as a few grand. Okay. Uh, So can one of you explain to me how she turns the water down by pulling on the shower head? She's not. She's using the shower head to turn the the tap lower. Less water's coming out. Yeah, so explain to me how that works. Righty tidy. The drain is draining. But not uh-huh. at the rate that the water is entering the tub. Right, and you're missing. Right, you're missing. Right, turning down the rate of flow into the tub, which allows it to drain. 
Via what mechanism? Via what mechanism is she turning down the rate of flow? Righty tighty. She's turning the the handle. Righty tighty. Right, that's what I'm asking about. How is she twitching her hand kind of using a long hose to apparently turn off the fucking water? She pulls the hose and it righty tighties it. She rubs the lotion on her skin (laughs) so she doesn't get the hose again. Okay. Yeah, that. But I actually think that she was it was turning lefty loosey, which sometimes old tubs it was like that not, have that. It was sometimes not. Sometimes old tubs have you turn it towards the inside for on and towards the outside for no. off. So each one they're reversed. That's preposterous. It had to be righty tidy. It's righty tidy if you're looking at it from the back. It's stage righty tidy. Yes. Yeah, stage righty tidy. Thank and you. I'm in my stage tidy whities. Uh <laughs> And with that, <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, I don't want to go to ratings on that. <laughs> what else do you have to say? Nothing, damn it. Let's go to ratings. <laughs> you brought this on yourself. We over there to see horror use a one through ten rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Indiana Jones. We would rate how much X marks the spot. X never, ever marks the spot. And for 10, think of how Indiana Jones would write how many Marys he knows. Mary Williams, you remember her? Or a lot of Marys, kid. Stories, the first category to rate these movies, Mark. Yeah. Fuck uh-huh. you, this was your pick, you stupid <laughs> jackass. <laughs> Ow! Wow. Wow. Rate it for story. Wow. story. Coming at me hard. Ow. I gave it a four and a half. What? Wow. I thought I was being kind of harsh on it. I actually, <laughs> I, I like. Well. Here's why, know. here's why. I like, here's why. <laughs> I like the visual storytelling of it. I like the clues that like sort of mystery novel that's buried within this thing. Obviously it's too long. No one's going to defend that it's not too long. But the- see next category. Well, actually I gave it even higher in the next category. Oh god! Oh so don't oh! do that. Oh do god. That. Okay, oh, now you Jesus. have no ground to stand on. Stop talking. Oh, no. Jake, what is your story score? Oh, my God. I actually was kind of premium for no reason. I gave it a four. Uh, because <laughs> pretty much my immersion person. score will bear some fruit in this regard. I don't disagree with what Mark said. Visual storytelling is there, and that is a good component. That, frankly, that's a smart thing to say. We don't talk about that very often, especially this deep into a podcast. So, cool, Mark, cool. But immersion coming. coming. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, cool, I cool, jumped cool, cool. on his dick quick, too. I gave it a four also. <laughs> Jesus. Um, cool. I think you just get to a point where you're champing at the bit, and we've been building up what his scores are going to be for so long that, of course, we're going to do that. I know. But <laughs> he is. Le- even, if they're, even if they're purely rational. This, well, this one <laughs> well, seems like it's not going to be. This movie has a story, but it's not good. Um, Mark, what is your world building and immersion score? Six. Why? Stop it. What? That's not that. That's not that. Just high, tell me why. That's, no, that's, just tell me that's why. That's half high. point above average. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Accurate. Tell, tell me why. That's why you shouldn't have given it that. So the performances are good. Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford do, both do a very good job. The supporting cast is a little iffy, mostly with the exposition friends. But honestly, this movie is driven by their performances, and when they're on screen, I enjoy watching them. The okay. direction also introduces a lot of fairly fun scenes to watch. I actually really like the car chase at the end. Uh, it's it's a very well executed, like suspenseful. I mean, it's 45 seconds long, but the way they play with lighting in that is good. I zoned out a bunch in this movie because it's so goddamn long. It. Uh, because it's so goddamn long. But every time I came back in, you were I was 
picking up like these little things that they scattered throughout the scenes. A lot of those things don't need to be there, but I am someone who appreciates the little background details, even if they are, I mean, most of them ended up being used. Some of them were extraneous and we're giving them a lot of shit for the extraneous ones. But like when you're paying attention to this movie for as long as your attention span can last, I think it's actually relatively intriguing on top of that, from a horror standpoint, the horror scenes in this are good. Not, I mean, there are some bad jump there scares, are. but like the scenes, the scenes in the bathroom are good. The uh, suspenseful, like paralysis scene, the car chase scene, the scene when the lady's underneath the water, the intro when there's like cutting between her and the bathtub and the and the lady in the water. Like, lady there's solid the fodder here for the horror genre, cool. and those those scenes are actually decent. Hmm. Nope, Jake. I gave good it a three. argument. I gave it a three. <laughs> I like nope. <laughs> I gave it a three. I mean the. I think what it boils down to here is you kind of said if your attention span will last that long, there are some intriguing scenes. My attention span won't last that long. This movie's too long, and it rapidly loses me by being boring during the scenes that it has. This three is aided by the bathroom scene. Otherwise, it would have been lower than that. I'll I forgot. I forgot. I was never. I have never been more immersed in a scene than when the two when the two couples were cross talking. Oh my god! I fucking. I am so happy we let him pick movies. Jesus. I'll tell you what, I this did cro- go lower than a three. I gave it a two. This crosstalk scene is the most immersive thing of my life. <laughs> it was it's fascinating, dude. He gave it a two. <laughs> I can't I can't sit through this. Even if the performances are good and I'll go along with that they're fine, the characters are terrible. I'm not that interested in a decent performance of a bonkers, unbelievable <laughs> character. So th- that part didn't work for me. I cannot focus on this movie for any period of time because nothing's ever fucking happen the one time they get something exciting happening like and let's cut immediately to eight minutes of an extraneous story that doesn't matter really work on that momentum we've built it's insane i gave it a two there are very few movies less immersive to me check the history of your immersion scores are fascinating (laughs) (laughs) he's immersed in that like he's immersed in crosstalk well bear in mind it's also world building Oh, it's also world building. Oh, yeah, they they built a great world in this one. There's a no, bridge. No, they did. There is a bridge. You're There's right. A irrelevant bridge. I love bridges. Toroid. Okay. <laughs> I love bridges. You're right. I like Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Yikes, Mark. What's your scare factor score? Uh, I lost my place. Hold on. <laughs> I was I was I was reminiscing about how bad. Jack's immersion scores usually are. <laughs> They're not. You're the one with asinine scores. I gave it a five and a half. Exactly average. Uh, you guys are definitely going to be lower because you're predisposed to hate this movie. But there were uh, there were some I, good suspenseful scenes. I mean, is it being predisposed to hate this movie if I've seen it and hated it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I wasn't predisposed. <laughs> I've just already experienced and dislike it. You've been talking shit about this pick since I picked it. It never yes, stood a chance. Yes, it's a bad film. You never think, gave it a chance to live. I think what's funny is that amongst your three picks, this is not the one that harbored the most I hatred. know. This isn't even the worst one. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, to get back to it, I got a good jump scare out of a few of the scenes. Uh, Leslie got a big jump scare. My wife, that I was watching this, got a big jump scare out of the bathtub scene. Um, the paralysis part is super intense. The ending is is also matches the intensity maybe not quite as much as the bath or like the paralysis scene but yeah they still play well there's scary shit in this movie sure jake sure i gave it a three i don't disagree with some of the things mark said but 
there's way too many jump scares in this movie. I've already talked about this. And I think that on top of that, the fact that it is so long and you're kind of just bopping around from stupid jump scare to stupid jump scare. There are a couple that do okay. Uh, again, the only morsels that I get are the, the scene at the lake that we talked about earlier and then the bathroom scene, which is a great one. But it's not enough to carry it throughout the course of a movie that is over two hours long. Yeah, I landed right in the middle of you guys. I gave it a four. This has some scary scenes, but there's... Uh, you also have to be watching the movie and paying and attention to be scared by a scene. That's a thing to do. Yeah. Maybe that's why they went with the jump scares, was so that you wouldn't have to be watching. But then you'll like hear the thing, but you won't have caught it. That actually happened That's why, hap- that's that why you have the me. musical cues to like tell you, hey, something's about to happen. It, and then the dog comes always in. Always do... And there's the... Uh, <laughs> Effects or judicious lack thereof, Mark. Uh, I gave it a six. Oh, this is probably what the movie does best. Uh, it's mostly a judicious <laughs> lack the... thereof. Okay. What didn't you give it a six and a half for world building and immersion? No, I gave it a six. Okay. Um, which honestly, the immersion score is aided in part by the effects. Uh, it's mostly judicious lack thereof, especially given the context of this was made in two thousand at the height of like. We can do anything we want with computers. And then you like boot it up and it's Windows 95 still and they're running some old ass version of DreamWorks software. Um, what? Well, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of really bad CG from this era. Sure. Yeah. You know, even if you go back and watch like something that was super well funded and like the whole point of it was CG, like The Matrix. I love the Matrix, but the effects don't stand up well. They, sure. I don't know if they were specifically trying to be subtle with this one, or if they just kind of knew visually what the limitations were. But I, I am impressed with their restraint at how they implemented the visual effects, and I, they it did a good job. It stands up well. Okay, yeah, Jake. Uh, can I say same reason, same score? Or I'm gonna get yelled at. No, you can say that, and then we're gonna bring it around to the Devil's number because I also gave it a six. Cool for the same reasons. Looks pretty good. Um, I do like the use of silence. Well, okay, uh, we should we should also. I'm just gonna then throw like a quick one at this movie. Sounds pretty good too. Yep. Uh, we did mention in the bathroom yep. scene it being mostly silent. That's a great choice. This is where I potted some of the visual storytelling stuff too. Sure. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, yeah. I agree with what Mark said. This is what the movie does best, and it is mostly judicious lack thereof. Yes. I like. <laughs> I like how much you guys stumble around when you don't have me to yell at. <laughs> <laughs> your reason for living is gone so you're just like ah well uh <laughs> same reason same score <laughs> i can't yell at him for you being said an idiot that one very eloquently mark <laughs> overall you'll say this one less eloquently i'm almost sure i gave it a five uh below average definitely but <laughs> still worthy of being mentioned i think it's a pretty good ghost movie as far as like the ghost parts of it i am intrigued <laughs> as by far the... As the ghost 20 minutes of it it's just <laughs> yeah. it's just like the others that's actually interesting i how did be... you not get triggered right there i'm too tired i'm this just trying to trigger long. jack and it's not why was that interesting the movie was too long um man i'd be hard if you actually asked me which one i'd rather watch i'd be kind of hard pressed. this is straight now i'm triggered this is <laughs> triggering uh, you couldn't the amount of money it would take to get me to sit down and watch this movie again right now exceeds $1,000, I think. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Hyperbolic. That is hyperbolic, dude. That's fucking asinine. You'd have to give me like 20 bucks. I would not do I would absolutely not do this for $20. 20 bucks. No chance. <laughs> Wait, Jack. Just 
just pay Jake 20 bucks to watch this again. Yeah, okay. I got a 20 right here. Oh, shit, I have my wallet on me. Yeah. I'm going to pay him after this. <laughs> okay. Jake, if you want to watch this again, Jack will give you 20 bucks. I'm not going to watch it tonight because the abs are playing. Okay. No, I'll watch I'll watch it again for 20 bucks, and I'll report back. You'll hear the exact <laughs> same thing you You won't actually watch it, though. I'll watch it. I promise you I'll watch it. All I right. think this is the definition. You were saying earlier this is a very well-executed movie. I totally agree. This is the definition of below average but not terrible, which is exactly what a five is. Okay. So that's Jake. what I gave it. I gave it a four. I agree with Mark that this is definitely below average, uh, and it's <laughs> primarily because this movie is just too long too poorly edited they couldn't figure out what they were trying to say and do and so it's kind of all over the place and ultimately you just end up with a two-hour hodgepodge of shit you can't pay attention to there are good scenes here there's a great i don't know is it the climax yeah it's sort of yeah, the climax yeah, absolutely it is. there's a great climax but <laughs> it's several the, great climax there are so many climaxes because they can't figure there's out what one. the fuck there's they want to do climax it's like a multiple you know it's a little. It's got a little zhuzh. <laughs> Do you don't know what any words mean. <laughs> it's it's like an oof. It's exactly <laughs> like an ovra. Okay, boys. Now look. I recognize this is, this is a tilt I'm down. Sorry, listener. This for is me. falling apart. <laughs> this is a tilt down for me, and it's an emotional tilt down. <laughs> I really don't what? like this movie. I don't think it objectively deserves a three, but that's what it's getting from me because I hated watching this. I it mean, was it's a three. Not good. I thought you were gonna gear up and like slap it with a one or some shit. No. Yeah, you were no. you were really spinning up for something. Like it doesn't even deserve a three because it is objectively like well filmed. They knew how the cameras worked. And yeah, but I mean this this movie is a good example, and it goes to show <laughs> how poorly things can go if you don't write something that makes sense or is intriguing. Yeah, yeah. I did not give a shit about this movie, and yeah, it's. Uh, I don't if if the numbers it might not be a thousand dollars, but it's definitely more than a hundred. Hey, I think the thing that we have kind of you know we've kind of buried the lead in in the sense that like they made a movie that made a shitload of money. So who's laughing? Like the same people making Justice League too. Sure. Yeah, it launched the career of Jack Craig. What was his name? Clark Gregg. Clark Gregg. You were close. Is. They were both <laughs> monosyllabic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we have yeah. to get out of here. Jesus. I think we do. This well, wait, been... are we doing thumbs up, thumbs down? Oh, thumbs down. Hard thumbs, thumbs down. down. Don't yeah, okay, ever watch cool. this. Everyone give it a thumbs down. This has been episode... thumbs down. Yep, this has been... <laughs> oh, this... Yep. this has been episode 130 of the A to Z Whorecast. Check out everything we've got going on. Head on over to A to Z Whore.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook, that is Twitter, and those links are right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, grab that phone that I'm sure you're listening to this thing on. Go to your podcasting app of choice. Give the podcast a like, rating, review, or send it on over to somebody you know who might like horror. Believe it or not, that helps a whole heck of a lot. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their links can be down there in the description below as well. Check out the, everything they are making. It's pretty good. And next week, we are going to be watching a movie that I am sure is shorter than this one. And that movie is going to be The Faculty. It is, it is shorter. I checked it out. Mark's going to fucking love it. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe we might, too. Can we get out of this era, though? No, we can't. This is we'll never escape it. Get. It's going to come at you next week. You'll see what we think of it. And until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody.
Never get... wants you to finish. He's just edging you hard. Yeah, just edging you. 